Welcome to Battle Within, episode number 61. I'm Drew Neiman. Today on A Battle Within, Terry, my wife, and the inspiration for the program, and I will explore some suggestions included in the end of the book, Headstrong. We had author Joanne Silva-Jones on the program in episode 51, and I just finished reading the book. I thought it would be a cool idea to bring the suggestions that she offered at the end of the book forward to Terry to talk through it a little bit more to gain her perspectives. We'll dig into that in just a moment, but first, if you're new here, A Battle Within is about our life experiences and those of our guests living with and healing from a traumatic brain injuries with an emphasis on post-concussive syndrome, otherwise known as PCS. The conversations are real, raw, and uncensored from both the warrior and the caregiver perspectives. Dig into the archives. Lots of good information there that isn't time-bound. We've also had on medical professionals involved who have offered their expertise as well. It is our desire that this platform be a useful way to create awareness around the invisible injury and help those in the battle, whether that is you, the warrior, or you, the caregiver. One way to do that is to share, so please do share. Two announcements before we dig into the episode. First, be sure to listen into next week as we offer a wonderful conversation with Melissa Biscardi. Melissa is an RN and osteopathic therapist specializing in post-concussive symptoms out of Toronto, Canada. If you'd like to get a head start on what she's all about, check her out on Instagram at the.rehab.lab and on Facebook at Concussed Now What? Secondly, I'm happy to say that we recently released our storefront page on aboutitwithin.com backslash swag. Please be sure to go check it out and pick up a few pieces. Doing so helps us deliver on the mission we set out to achieve with this program. A link in the show notes is available and will take you directly there if you're interested. Anything you'd like to see us offer in the store, let us know. We'll certainly take a look at that as well. Remember that Terry and Drew, we are not medical professionals. We're offering our own experiences, perspectives, and information that we have learned along the way via our own research. Okay, here we go. Our thoughts on the headstrong suggestions offered by Joanne Silver-Jones at the end of her book. Terry, as you know, I recently finished reading Headstrong by Joanne Silver-Jones, our previous guest. Yeah, I get to read it next. Yes, you do. For you folks out there, you can listen to Joanne's story on episode 51 to get caught up. I finished the book, as you know, about a week or so ago, and it's going to be your turn. I found it to be a fantastic book and would highly recommend it. To me, what else are you going to do with your hunker down in the house during this time anyway, right? If you're looking for something to do. Yeah. Obviously, the story is not the greatest story in the world based on what happened to Joanne, right? Well, it's a well-told story, right? Yes, yes. But I will tell you, for it's me- It's difficult. Yes, it was difficult, but I think it's like required reading from where I sit. If you're involved in this community, whether it's you, the warrior, or somebody, you know, you love somebody who's wow. had a traumatic brain injury. I think it's required. I think it's required reading. Yes, I do. Why? I think the story is amazing. It has to be told. What happened to her, there's a lot of traumatic brain injuries that happen through acts of violence. And, you know, and that happened to Joanne. And I would say that 
there was two things about the book that was amazing as far as I was concerned. One yeah. was her ability to tell a story in a manner where you felt like you were there and were actually feeling the pain and the experiences that she was having. And that's not like you. Jeremy. No, that is not like me. I don't get <laughs> no. into that. No, seriously, you're right. Yeah. A lot of times I don't, I don't feel it. Second thing that I thought that she did extremely well was, and I thought it was kind of cool. And this is what I want to talk about today is she added an appendix at the end of the book. And basically it's an appendix of suggestions, things to do and say, and not to say to people that might've had a, had a traumatic brain injury. Okay. So I'd like to review some of those things with you to get your perspective. Okay. Okay. Knowing that you haven't read the book yet. Mm -hmm. So it'll be really raw. And, yeah. Right. And kind of uncensored. Now I must say, kudos to Joanne, not only my recommending the book, but she also told me recently about two weeks ago that she's up for an award as a best new author. Wow. For, yeah. So that's so cool. Yeah. So I, I, I hope to God she wins for obvious reasons. Big, wow. That's awesome. As Donald Trump would say, big fan, big, huge, huge <laughs> fan of the book. And, <laughs> and like, and like Joanne, she's uh, an amazing person in my view. So yeah, does it sound like a interesting uh, topic? Yeah, let's for do it. Yeah, okay. As I stated a little bit earlier, she has a, an appendix that's basically things not to say or do say to folks with a brain injury, especially those that might have PTSD. Yeah. So we're going to explore that a little bit. And the recommendations that she makes are built out of her own experiences. Of course. They could be nothing more than that. So that's what I want to dig into. All right. And you know, maybe in some cases... You can help me and some other folks by articulating a little further what you think Joanne might have meant. And I talk, can tell you what I think. Right. That's what I meant from your experience. You ready to go? Yeah. So the very first one that she writes in the appendix, and I know this from talking to her, was do not focus on the person's appearance, the injured person. The old, you look good, for example, kind of minimizes the extent of the injury or what somebody may mm. be feeling. That was a big pet peeve of mine. Okay. Can you tell me a little bit about that? <laughs> because uh, a lot of times it was putting on a good front or it was in that particular moment. Maybe it was good, but that statement does not take into totality of what was going on majority of the time and how I felt internally. So when you're talking about appearance, it, you're talking about any appearance whatsoever. The way you dress, the way you might look, you know, the pain on your face or the pretend face like I'm doing fine or whatever. All yeah, of it. Yeah, it just kind of trivializes. Would that be the correct okay. adjective? Maybe. Just kind of makes it seem like you're being brushed off. Okay. Like it, or maybe not telling the truth. Like, or... Well, you look fine. Like mine, mine was in direct relation to some of the people that I had worked with. Right. If they had seen me, you know, like, why wasn't I then getting back to work? And, well, you look fine. Are you saying that I might be not telling you the truth here? Because you're basing it off this five minutes that you're spending with me. You know what I mean? Right. Okay. That's fine by me. Number two that she talked about was ask real questions. I thought this one was pretty cool. Like, how's the family? Did you hear about such and such? And doing this makes the person feel a little bit bigger and wider in the sense of the community. So if you see somebody, don't just focus on asking questions that are like, oh, it's nice out. 
actually ask real questions about the person's life wholeheartedly. So deeper connecting on a deeper level. Right. Do you think that that's uh, a well, way I'm to Well, I'm about be? that all the time anyway. I feel like if you're with people, why not make real connections? Sometimes it's nice to have light conversations, but if you really want to get to know a person and connect with them, I think real questions are key. Okay. And showing vulnerability. That's a good point. Number three, she talks to the fact that it's never too late to say, I'm sorry. Not saying anything or acknowledging the injury is like the big elephant in the room. Talk about it, at least a little, even if it's uncomfortable. What's your thoughts on that one? Yeah, so much. So many times I feel like even if I talked about it, sort of brushed over or brushed off or quickly changing the subject, maybe because uncomfortable or maybe because you didn't hear me and you don't get how significant it is. I'm not sure which, but either way, wasn't the response that brought anything that would have been beneficial to me. So you're saying that it's more than appropriate to say like, I'm sorry you fell and hit your head. That sucks. That's horrible. And then go into asking real questions instead of brushing it off, even if it's uncomfortable for you to ask those questions of the person who was injured. Yeah. You feel strongly about that, I see. So you're saying Joanne's right with number three. That brings you back to the being vulnerable. Like to be, to to show true empathy, you actually need to connect with that. You can relate feeling it. It's okay to be uncomfortable in that moment. And I think that's why we don't have the difficult conversations because you have to be somewhat vulnerable to have them and then have that connection where you're relating and feeling it. It's uncomfortable that right. that could bring up your own feelings that might be hard on both sides of the equation to talk with the person about it and really connect with them. You might have to bring it back to a situation where you went through something that was difficult in order to understand at least a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. So if I'm hearing you right, Joanne is correct in saying it's never too late to say, I'm sorry that this happened to you, Terry. How are you doing? Yeah. It's never too late. Mm-hmm. Instead of avoiding it. Yeah. And they might think of something that, that happened to someone they know or something that they might be thinking. I, I remember when, and I, I remember how that felt, and that might bring up those feelings for them. Which makes it uncomfortable, but it still should happen. Yeah. Okay. Number four, she speaks to this in the in the appendix too, is don't ask the, the person to rehash the details of the trauma. If they want to give you details, they will. But this obviously applies a little bit more significantly to those that might be affected with some PTSD. Do you feel this way? Yeah, and maybe just being present with them in the moment. You ever see that little Winnie the Pooh and Piglet? And Piglet comes over to Winnie the Pooh. I think it was Piglet came to Winnie the Pooh and Winnie the Pooh didn't want to talk. Piglet, as a good friend, just sat there with him. Yeah, I've yeah. seen it. Yeah. See that one? Yeah. Kind of reminds me of that. Being present there in the moment with them. Mom, uh, you know, that sucks that happens, um, but I'm here with you. And then if the person wants to open up, they will. Yeah. But you also don't want to nag them mm-hmm. or ask them to rehash every particular moment of the trauma, especially if there's... Traumatic stress is involved. So you think Joanne's accurate with that as well? Yeah, they're going to talk when they want to talk. They are. And in some ways, I don't think it's 
necessarily bad to ask them what happened. And if they say, I have a hard time talking about it, don't want to talk about it, then that's just respect that. So I, I don't see why that can't happen. Okay. Here's one I know that's big for you. And I've gotten myself in trouble mm-hmm. at times with this one. This one that she says is, don't fill in the words that are missing. Yeah. Isn't that a fine line, huh? Yeah. It's difficult because it's taking a while Mm -hmm. and you already might have it in your fine brain over there. My brain is not fine. (laughs) But thank you anyway. I will make sure I do not edit that piece out. but my brain's trying to make new pathways and connections mm-hmm. and I'm reaching and I'm trying and it takes patience to let me or anyone else is going through it try. And it's frustrating because I would really like you to supply it. But at the same time, I know I have to apply. So I think it's, we established you and I established when I would say, yeah. okay, tell me. Yeah. We made some ground rules around it. Now Joanne's talking about it. From that in the perspective of when the word is missing, yeah, the warrior themselves is well aware that it's missing, and then they could get frustrated with themselves. And actually, if you would take, take that opportunity from them, now it's a little bit humiliating and embarrassing and a reminder of the TBI. Do you find that to it be the case? It could bring out more frustrations because they are, and a lot of times with me, I was already feeling frustrated and dumb almost when I felt knew I was smart, but I felt dumb. <laughs> and it was like, but I'm not dumb. And I'm, why am I calling myself dumb and I'm getting annoyed with myself? And then they're pointing it out. And so it, maybe that's a little embarrassing too. But I go back to that feeling. Don't say, oh, you sound great. And I forget things too. I forget things all the time. I understand that because yeah, I've Feel that, but I also understand from the other side where people tend to say things like that because they want you to feel like you're not alone and they're trying to be empathetic. And I know it kind of minimalizes it, makes it seem like, well, they don't get the extent. And that's true. They really don't get that there's a difference. There's a difference of degree, mm-hmm. right? And that's true. But I get where the, they're coming from when they do that. Right. I understand what you mean. Yeah. It's coming from a good place yeah. intentionally. It's just not, it's not presenting as such. I'm pretty outspoken. You know that. No. Yeah. <laughs> so when people would do that with me, I'd be, I would say, thank you. However, it is really quite different in degree. Oh, you have. Oh yeah. Yeah. You try to educate at the same time. All right. Next one that she speaks to is. Uh, is to provide space and time to the warrior. So at times, and I know this has been the case for you, times where somebody might call you or send you a text or message you via Facebook or something like that, and you don't respond right away because you're not feeling up to it, you know, you're not feeling well or whatever. And sometimes, you know, you as the individual could be a little bit overwhelmed with things. That has happened quite frequently, either... You're shut down or maybe you're just resting or maybe a response can't be generated. I've had that happen where I couldn't think of a thought or how I wanted to put it in words because, you know, that's kind of difficult at times. Yeah. (laughs) I have to say, I can't look at this right now. I have to put this down and come back to it later. 
Right, because you overloaded even. Yeah, I'll overload it. Or maybe a lot was there and I have to process it and need a moment. Uh, that's a good point. Figure too. out how to, I want to respond. No, that's a very I, good point. I, yeah. Now that you say that, I, I do I do realize that you do that from time to time. Yeah, like you need to digest it and process it. Yeah. How about this one? If an invitation is declined, it's not about you. <laughs> well, yeah. So I was always an extrovert. You know that. And when I had my accident, I understood introverts because I all of a sudden was like, what is this social anxiety? What is this need to be away from people to recharge? I recharge being around people. What is this? And how am I quickly getting on overload with too much people? And I don't think I can really handle that situation. One, it might be too far of a drive. One, it might be too many people. One, I might think of the noise level, the lighting, or even in the beginning, the seating, because I was in Mm -hmm. pain. Yeah. So I would evaluate that not based off of the people and wanting to be with the people, but whether or not I felt I can handle it. And so my response to going to something, nothing to do with the people in general, but usually the situation, what I felt was my ability to be able to get through that. Yeah. And handle the situation based on how you were feeling in recent times. Nothing was guaranteed either. Yeah. Right. So yes, Mm -hmm. I would agree with that. Well, you know, and there was a lot of things like if your family invited you somewhere and it was far away and I would say, oh no, oh, how can you not come to that event? I can't come to that event because I have to figure out the long drive, the drive back, the amount of people, actually all the things that happen, everything in its the low battery life, probably not going to happen for me. And that seems to some people like a rejection. Yeah, that's the problem with it. And that's why I simply said it, distilled it down. It's not about you. It's really that simple. It's really not. Yeah, it's really Mm -hmm. not. So just, just be aware of that. The other thing, too, is Joanne spoke about uh, if you can to help the warrior out by being mindful of the environment that they're in, you know, be mindful of the sights, the sounds, well, I the just voice, spoke to that. right, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And, you know, and it's okay to ask the warrior, hey, you know, you're comfortable mm-hmm. with the lighting in here? Do I need to turn the lighting down or something like that? Or maybe there's music playing in the background that should get turned down. Or even my case where you were standing in relation to how we're talking Mm -hmm. or sitting, I might ask you or myself, I might move like that's out of my field of vision that I'm comfortable with. I'm stretching my eyes in a way that they're not able to maintain. I'm now getting a headache or whatever else symptoms are being brought out. I might say to you, Drew, can you come over here and move? I've done that to you. Right. And other times I've recognized it. Mm-hmm. But but to communicate with that and to communicate together about the environment to make sure it's comfortable is not inappropriate. No, not at all. And I think it's it's very important for the warrior to speak up. Understand that time does not erase the TBI. Do not ask, are you all better? <laughs> it's like a cardinal sin, right? Yeah, that's pretty one that's pretty one of the big ones. Yeah. It's Ask better questions. A lot of times people expect it to go really quickly. Like, you know, those football players, the back out on the field, boom, boom, it's done. And the majority can't go that way. But when people are living in the throes of post-concussive syndrome or much more serious brain injuries, that is not the way it goes. Yeah. Warriors, you know, you're teetering on being aware of your injuries 
and trying to move on with your life at the same time, all of the time. So Joanne speaks to ask better questions and like, how are you doing now? How do you feel today? Like more pointed questions, but you'll never erase the fact that TBI is there. Yeah, it's a good point. Do you think that this was a well thought out, relatable list from Joanne? Yep. And it was accurate and one that others can learn from in your view? Yeah. Okay. Do you think that there's any other things along these lines that you would recommend to kind of add on? Not to pick apart Joanne's appendix is oh, not no, what I'm no, saying. No. But I know what you're saying. Yeah, you know, along this theme. So if they're feeling like I think it could be added about abilities. Okay. So Talk about that. Yeah. They're feeling like they can do something. We've talked about this before, yeah. you and I. They're feeling like they can do something. Don't go, oh, I can do that for you. I got it. Okay. Yeah. So to just say, Are you okay? You got that? Do you need any help? Oh, nope, I'm good. I gotta let you know. Right? Yeah. That makes sense. So I have one very serious final question to ask mm-hmm. you before we wrap up today's episode. Okay. Yeah. When are you going to write your book? <laughs> and will you include an appendix like Joanne did? <laughs> oh, that's two questions. I'm sorry. Um. Well, that's her, her thing. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Point taken. I'm just making I'll funny here about stand. that. Yeah. It's good enough. We don't yeah. need another one. And I, I don't have any plans to write a book. Yeah. Right now. Okay. Oh, right now. This used to be a hard no. It's not we a hard no. We talked about it before. It's not a hard no anymore. We, we, you and I have talked yeah. about it before. And in some ways, I think it's probably in there. If I'm being honest with myself. Yeah. It's probably in there. Oh, this is, this is good big news for me because it used to be a hard no, folks. But I'm still not ready. The time's not right, yeah. but at least it's not a hard no. Yeah. Your story needs to be told too, more so than just uh, yippity yapping across the table from me, my opinion. All right. Tell us, folks. Do you want to hear Terry? Do you want Terry to write a book? Do everything you can to write it in the comments and share this episode as much as possible. We'll start a campaign. Get Terry to start writing her book. (laughs) Anything you want to add, Terry, before? You uh, always go with your agenda, don't you? (laughs) Like I've said before, I'm sitting here. I could get asked questions too. You just have to bring it to the table. Do you think there should have been any other questions added? I think from where I sit, I'm not the person who's had the injury. Mm -hmm. I don't think necessarily is there or isn't there more questions to ask. I don't think that. I think the more that things like this happen where we talk about things on the podcast and Joanne writes it in her book at appendix wise or... You know, Jeff, when he was on, he talked about a few things that were cool and not cool from his mm-hmm. perspective, as well as a lot of our other guests, for, mm-hmm. for that matter, authors or not. I think the more that we get it out there, the more that we can all feel better about the situation. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm being honest, when something like this goes down, and Joanne speaks to this a lot, but it took her a while to get to this in the book, I won't ruin it, but... It's not just a person who's injured who gets drastically affected by it. And a lot of times, if there's a loving support system there, they want to do everything right. The last thing you want to do is hurt your feelings because you said the wrong thing, stuff like that. So It's it's hard to to know and and get it unless you've gone through it. Yeah. And so we're going through it too, just in a different capacity. Right. Yeah. So we, we suffer differently on this. As it's happening. And if you're you're caring and you're really concerned about trying to help the person, you 
want to be able to help them, but you're also kind of walking on eggshells because you don't want to say the wrong thing to upset them. So the more we talk about it, I think the more it can get out there to help people Yeah, on both sides of the equation. Mm -hmm. It's important. All right. Anything else? No. Hopefully for you folks out there, you will be convinced to pick up the book. I promise you it is really worth the read. I don't give out recommendations very easily, whether it's a movie yeah, you've or been whatever. Talking about it for a while. Yes. I was very impressed with this book. And so Joanne, once again, well done. Connect with us at abattlewithin.com and on Facebook and Instagram at abattlewithin. If you'd like to be featured on the podcast, reach out to us at drew at abattlewithin.com or via Facebook Messenger. Tell us a little bit about your story and we'll get back in touch. Any ideas for episode topics you'd like to hear Terry and myself speak to, please reach out with those as well. Take the time to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you may listen. And be sure to share with everyone in your life you feel could benefit. We've had lots of good reviews out there, so if you've participated in doing that for us, we really do appreciate it. Notes and resources for this particular episode are available at abattlewithin.com backslash 061. Until next time, for those healing, show yourself some grace. And for those who know someone healing, show them the same and give them a great deal of love. Bye, guys. Take care, folks. Keep battling. Bye-bye.